Hello, besties. Uh, welcome to Martinis with Eddie, your ultimate destination for everything Bravo. Join me tonight as we spill the tea, dissect the drama, and uncork the juiciest gossip from your favorite reality TV shows. You guys, I, I gotta be honest. Uh, this episode might co- cause some controversy. I think uh, it's going to be one of those episodes where you either going to like it or you're going to hate it. So just be ready because Jersey is pretty much heading towards the season finale. There is uh, two more episodes left. We have and an extra episode for Teresa's wedding. So three until the reunion. But right now we have two episodes left of the actual season. And things are going crazy in Jersey. So... Be ready for that conversation. I want you guys, if you guys are listening or watching on YouTube, to join me on the conversation by leaving your comment on the live section. You know that I am biased. I'm not trying to hide it. I'm always being honest about it. I'm going to give you my opinion from the perspective of the housewife that I like. But the conversation and the platform is open to everyone. So if you have a com- an opinion that... It's not the same as mine. You know, you can always join on YouTube and just leave it right here. I read the comment and you will know what you're saying and I will give my opinion on it. So um, I want to start with Summer House because uh, the best part of the last few episodes is that the guys are bonding with the newbies more and more and more. And in the last episode, we get to see uh, Chris, uh, Carl... And also uh, Kyle having great conversation, finally uh, getting into the mess and welcoming the newbies to the show. Uh, for the past few weeks, it's been mainly Gabby and Sam, which, by the way, I love Sam. She's my favorite newbie of this season. But Chris, having had the opportunity to shine on his own, and we finally are seeing him opening up to the group and even though sometimes he can be a little cringy, like asking, you know, uh, Andrea about sitting next to Paige and his girlfriend. As we all know, if you have been watching the show, Andrea used to, you know, hang out and date and do stuff with Paige. But now he is in a serious relationship with Lexi and they were at the house this weekend to hang out with all of them, and Chris went ahead and asked this really cringy-ass question. We also got to see Sierra uh, celebrate her one-year anniversary of living in New York City, and as somebody who lived in the city, that is a big, big, you know, mark in her life, because it's really hard to make it in New York City. You think that moving into the city is easy? No. Moving in is the easiest part staying and succeeding in New York City, that is a whole different ball game. And we had seen Sierra going from somebody who didn't have anyone anyone connected in the city to build a whole friendship with all these cast members, to have a career in New York City. We saw her at the Met Gala watching party on E! News. So Sierra is doing amazing. I, I like the fact that even though uh, she has always been very outspoken, very out there, she still gets to show a more, you know, sensitive side in her confessional. She is very 
open about her feelings and the fact that even in New York City, she she think that making it there is enough reason to celebrate. She brought all her friends. One thing that I appreciate though during this uh, part of the, sh- the the segment of the show is that Paige mentioned how different it's today in South Carolina and today in New York City. As we all know, she is dating uh, Craig from Southern Charm. And she said that one of the reasons why Craig might not be interested or excited to move to New York City is because everyone knows each other in, in Charleston. They have dated each other. They have fucked each other's girlfriend. We watch Southern Charm. We've seen it happening all the time. But in New York City, you have the opportunity to walk down the street and meet a stranger every single day. And that, to me, is the beauty of New York City. That is why it brings so many people. And that's why it's so exciting when you first step in those streets and you look around and you see people from different backgrounds, from different cities, from different countries. It's a really exciting city. And it might not be the place for Craig. I'm still wondering, are they going to make it? So far, they seem strong. I like patient Craig. I like their dynamic. They seem to work together. They seem to push each other and help each other on developing themselves in the different um you know, feels like Craig has been doing amazing with uh, sewing down south, you know, with his, uh, you know, pillow company and all the stuff. And Paige is on her way to become a fashion girl. Like she's been uh, on Amazon, whatever. She has been on e-fashion shows. Uh, she was at the Met Gala too, the watch party on e-news, giving her commentary as well. So her dreams are slowly becoming true. And I feel like, a big part of that is because they respect each other's boundaries. They respect each other's dream. They respect each other's time. So they are growing as a couple, but they're also growing as an individual within that couple. One of the moments of the show that I personally feel like I can identify with is during the dinner. The dinner in the hand terms that Danielle and Chris did together. Uh, it was like a Latino, Latin flavor type of dinner. She made a lot of empanadas. She she, she said that those were like inspired on her grandma's recipe. And she mentioned that since she grew up in a very large white environment, sometimes she tends to oppress her, you know, Puerto Rican heritage. And living in the Hampton with Chris, who is also from a Latino background, it helped her to understand and appreciate that side of her, you know, her culture, her upbringing, um, you know, her her family's recipes. Like, we saw her talking about it with such a pride. And that is important. I'm not just talking about, um, you know, Hispanic, Latino culture. I feel like it happens a lot when... um, when we grew up in an environment different than our culture. Like, for example, I was born in Spain. I moved to New Jersey when I was 13. So when I moved there, it's a very Italian-Irish community. It's um, pretty much everybody's Italian. 
And even though Spaniards and Italians have a lot in common, they're both Europeans and they have similarities in the food. It's different when you are Spaniard-American, when you are born here. But when you move here as an immigrant, you tend to tone down your culture, your upbringing, kind of like trying to fit in into what you are looking around and identify yourself somehow, you know. So growing up, I I tend I tended to ignore my culture or try to, you know, Americanize myself to the point that it feels like some people had said it, whitewashing myself. Even though Spaniard culture is pretty white, I mean, it's European, so, you know, it's, it's, it's not like I'm toning down, uh, you know, a different side of me, but, you know, like trying to, when I was younger, for example, I was embarrassed to speak a lot because I was afraid that somebody would mock my accent or something like that. So, and the accent is part of who I am as an immigrant, you know. As I got older and I realized that my accent, my culture, the food that we eat, the our holidays are not only important to me as a Spaniard, but it's also a big part of myself. Like, pretty much everything, you know, about me and the way that I look, the way that I dress, the way that I speak has to do with my culture. So embracing it and being proud of it, I think it's um, amazing for Danielle because, as she said, the experience she had as a Puerto Rican woman growing up, she felt the need to whitewash her culture and seeing how proud Chris is and how, you know, he's speaking Spanish a lot of the time in, during the show, it's, it's, it was an inspiration for her to embrace that side of herself. And it's true, because even though we all knew, we all knew that Danielle was Puerto Rican, she didn't mention it as much until Chris joined, you know? So... I want to mention that part. I think it's important to embrace who you are. I think it's important to embrace your culture, no matter no matter where it is, no matter where it's coming from. Uh, if you're Asian, if you're Latino, if you're, you know, whatever your culture is, embrace it. Because at the end of the day, if you don't know where you're coming from, how are you going to go to the place that you want to be? Another part of the show... And I want to end it with this part because I think it's um, what is leading towards the next episode. Since I have a lot to talk about about Jersey. I'm really focusing, you guys, trying to finish the Summer House part. Because I have a lot of thoughts about Jersey. But during this episode, we saw Carl and Lindsay finally getting engaged. And Carl was so nervous and anxious that he ended up in a hospital. He said that his legs were shaking, heart rate was low, he fainted. And as he was explaining it, I, I was like, that sounds like a massive anxiety attack or, pa or, or panic attack due to stress. And he confirmed it towards the end of the episode. Um, I know that because I have panic attacks. I suffer from anxiety. I had gone through it. Um, I 
got to a point where I used to go to the ER 24-7 and people at the ER knew who I was. They were like, just let him in. He, he just inside. Just let him in and we will just take care of him and send him back home. He, he's fine. He, he got to that point where the people at the hospital were like, dude, like, come on. How many times you got to be here? Um, so when he was explaining his symptoms and the root of their, or his symptoms, I was like, yeah, dude, you had a panic attack. So um, the whole excitement was because he was going to propose to Lindsay. He planned this re really nice picnic by the beach and this little signs and their father's signs. And at the end of this, this, this sign, he went on his knees and proposed to Lindsay. In the house, though, Danielle was so pissed off that in the next episode, she's she's going to go off because she wasn't informed. And I had said it before. I understand Danielle's uh, reasoning for being mad at Lindsay, but come on. Come on. Instead of being mad at them for getting engaged, just be happy for them. Just be happy. That's your friend. That That's what she wanted to do, period. You know, I had never been a Lindsay fan because I feel like Lindsay plays the victim card too much and kind of like suffocated. But I can't believe that as the season goes on, I'm leaning more on Lindsay's side than Danielle. I started with Danielle. I was like, yeah, Danielle has the right to be upset at her friend because her friend is treating her like a third wheel in their friendship. And now she's not talking to her and all this stuff. But being mad at the engagement, to me, that's just silly. That is silly. That is unnecessary. Her reaction is unnecessary. And I cannot wait for next week's episode because it's going to go deep into that part and we'll be talking about it. But I'm happy for Karen Lindsay. I mean, honestly. They they seem to be in love. They want to get married. The guy proposed. Good for them. Danielle just need to chill. Like, chill. Chill. And let's go to Jersey. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus freaking Christ. Let's start with the episode just because it was intense. And I have opinions not only on the episode, but what I have seen online and the reaction of people, specifically on Teresa's bridal shower. I'm going to go deep into that part because the reaction that I've seen online is, is raising eyebrows, especially after the after show. But that's later. I also gonna give you my opinion on the on the um, reunion dress that we just got the photos. They all look great. More, some more than others. And you probably, I'm pretty sure you know who are my favorites, but still we're gonna talk about it. On the episode, we start with Danielle at her house. Talking to her mom about the rumors that, you know, Melissa made out with a guy in a limousine. Do I believe the rumor? I don't know. I don't care. I don't care. Honestly, do not care. It happened a long time ago. But 
I agree with Danielle. Melissa gets mad at Teresa for a rumor. Let me check my notes. Yes, that was started by March, her friend. And even though people are saying that was March ex best friend Laura who said it, and, he's, and she's lying, I do not believe so. You guys saw my interview with her. If you have been watching my episodes or listen to my podcast, you know that I interviewed Laura, you know, Margaret's best, ex-bex friend, and she gave me eno- enough reasoning for me to believe that what she's saying is true. Do I believe that the uh, the, the whole limousine makeout section happened? I don't know. I don't know. That's none of my business. But do I believe that it came from Margaret? Yes, I do believe that part. Because Margaret has shown her colors as the bone collector of New Jersey many, many times. So it's not like a stretch. It's not something unbelievable. I don't know why people are making so many excuses for what Margaret allegedly said to her friend. When we had seen it on our TV screens, the way that she just dig into people's past to get some dirt to bring on the show like she did with Jennifer last season with the whole Bill uh, affair. She knows what she's doing. She was also the mastermind behind the takedown of Louis. We're going to talk about that too because there are two stuff out there about Louis right now. There is the phone call that happened during the show and a uh, company investigation. So we're going to touch those two as well. So trust me, we're going to be talking about all this stuff. But we cannot ignore the fact that the moment that Louis came into the picture and Margaret wanted to go after Teresa somehow, she has made her life, you know, goal to find any dirt on Louis. And it started with talking to her exes, trying to find videos, trying to find uh, the place that he worked at and all this stuff. And let me be clear. Let me be clear. Just because I love Teresa and Jennifer doesn't mean that I'm going to defend Louis' actions. If Louis gets involved in some shady ass stuff, I'm going to call it out. But so far, the only thing that I find weird about Louis is the fact that he said that he was wearing his uh you know nono's pajama to sleep to make the girls feel comfortable. I'm still like cringy about that comment, but whatever. The whole Pixagate to me was so flat, like the pizza, probably flat. There was no sauce. There was no pepperoni. There was no cheese. It was flat. It was nothing. They were trying to paint Louis as somebody who took advantage of Joe Gorga when Joe Gorga allegedly stole this idea from um, a friend or an acquaintance, brought it to Louis, who was going to put the money on it, and then asked for fifty percent of the proceeds and 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 the you know fifty percent of whatever the pizza business makes 
I mean, that that's not business. That's stupid. Yeah, that's stupid. Whew. The fact that we have to explain this whole Pixagate to, to anyone is ridiculous. And I'm going to tell you why. The moment that Joe Gorga asked for 50% from money that Louis is putting on to this business seems to me like a bad business decision if Louis went with it. That business was not something that Teresa or Louis were interested in the first place. As we know, she said it herself. They got on that business because Joe approached them and she didn't want to get involved with Joe Gorga because she thought, and she was right, that making business with her sibling was going to bring more stress to the family to the point that Joe Gorga keeps saying that that's one of the reasons why he stopped talking to them. I'm really interested to see what Joe Judice has to say about Joe Gorga, and, and I'm going to tell you why. Because even though Joe Judice, yeah, he is, he, uh, you know, you know, we all know what, we all know what he did. He committed the crime. He went to prison and all the stuff. He is the reason why Teresa went to prison. He, he, he's not like a great guy. We're not going to defend Joe Judice's moral stance or anything like that here. We're not going to do that. I'm not going to say that the, the guy's a great guy because the guy has made some shitty-ass decision and we had seen it on TV. But to me, it's interesting because the way that Joe Judice talks about Joe Gorga is the same way that Louis right now is talking about Joe Gorga. So please tell me how both of them have um, this really, really bizarre image of Joe Gorga's behavior. There is a there is a leaked message, text message between uh Louis, Joe Gorga, and Melissa. It was pre-filming this season. And the text message showed that Louis was trying to be a peacemaker between Joe Gorga, Melissa, and Teresa. In the actual text message, if you go to my Twitter, you can see it. I posted on my Twitter because uh, people are questioning Louis' intentions. On my Twitter, I posted the text that says that they don't want to be around because they're about to start filming and it's a show and they don't want to get involved and they've been dealing with this for 13 years. Louis was inviting them to go to Teresa's 50th birthday trip. And they did not want to go. Obviously, because there was no cameras involved. Really interesting, too, is the fact that Joe Gorga was asked to be a uh, groomsman. And because Melissa was not going to be a bridesmaid, which means she was not going to be, you know, getting camera time. He declined the invitation. 
And the only reason why I'm making these comments right now is because as we go into the finale of the season, we will see how the Gorgas keep playing the victim. Like if they were not involved or did not know that this was happening. And I'm okay with them feeling in some kind of way because we know that the Melissa and Teresa never had a deep, deep connection. We need to stop pretending as viewer that they they that, that Teresa needs to invite Melissa to be a bridesmaid just because she's married to her brother. Like that's not how it works. That's not how it works in real life. I don't know about you guys, but if that is a rule, then I feel like everybody on earth has broken that rule many times. A sister-in-law is not by default a bridesmaid. By default. No, that's not going to happen. You pick people that you go, you have a connection with, a deep connection. And being on a show for 13 years, pretty much fighting for like 10 out of the 13, I mean, it, 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 does, it doesn't seem to me like a good reason for her to invite her to be a bridesmaid. She invited Dina, and we all know that Dina declined because the cameras. And then she invited Jennifer and, and Dolores. I do believe, from my perspective as a viewer, that Jennifer Aiden is a better choice to be a bridesmaid than Melissa. Even though Jennifer Aiden might have been in the picture for less time than Melissa. Since the moment that Jennifer and Teresa made a friendship, it has been a strong friendship. Teresa has had Jennifer's back. Jennifer has had Teresa's back. On and off camera. To the point that while Teresa was in her honeymoon, Jennifer Aiden went to the Bahamas with Teresa's daughter, to meet her dad. So these are these are facts. Like those are out there. This is not me trying to to defend them just because I'm biased. Like I said before, I'm going to be because I like them. But at the same time, I can say, even if you don't agree with me, and that's completely fine. Tell me once, tell me one situation that it does not mean Melissa is family or quote-unquote family that make her qualify to be a bridesmaid. With all honesty. With all honesty. I'll wait. All not, because I, I need to keep moving. But, but honestly, if you're listening, if you have it right here, if you're here right now with me, I'm opening the chat. Please tell me if Melissa, beside being um, Teresa's sister-in-law, has any qualifications to be a bridesmaid for her wedding because they're being like best friends or something. I, I just want one, one moment. Because even when Teresa went away, it seems like by their own family members, a.k.a. Teresa's daughters, that Melissa and Joe were only involved in their lives when the cameras were rolling. And it seems to me on brand 
because based on the text message that we saw from Louis to Melissa and Joe Gorga that was leaked, their reaction was, we're not going to Teresa's uh, birthday trip because there's no cameras around. So there's no reason to fix anything because there's no cameras around. So they're trying to save any drama for the cameras intentionally. They didn't go to uh, Teresa's ho- uh, housewarming party. They didn't go to um, to her birthday party. And we are going to get into the, the hot mic, quote unquote, that we saw. If I was Louis or, Mel, or Teresa and my family member, my sibling and my uh, sibling's partner keep denying any invitation to the wedding or making all the excuses in the world to make that wedding about themselves, about them, you know, I would have uninvited them from the beginning. I would have, I would have disinvited them from the beginning. I would have been like, you know what? Don't come. I don't want you there. That's fine. And the fact that the last time that Louis and Joe Gorga had a conversation, they almost ended on a fist fight where uh, Louis has to run outside, try to like talk to Melissa and Joe as they were leaving in their car. That was the last time that they interacted in person. So it's not surprise that he said, like, um, I don't want to invite Melissa and, and, and Joe to the rehearsal dinner. I think he was. The only thing that I'm going to say about that scene that I wish it didn't happen was to saying, like, oh, Louis, the cameras are rolling. I wish he didn't say that. I wish he was like, yeah, we're not inviting them, period. Or that's how you feel, because... If you listen to the conversation, Louis said, I, I don't want to invite Melissa and Joe. I, meaning Louis. And people are painting it as like Teresa didn't want them to go. And I don't blame Louis. Like I I said it before, if I had the energy around 24-7 in the happiest day of my life, you know, my wedding, I don't want them there. I don't want them around me. Like, like get out of here. Like, get out of here. That's what they need to do. They need to pack it up. And stop complaining. I think it's uh, rich for Melissa to go to Teresa's bridal shower. And when she was walking into the shower... Melissa was just making faces while everybody else was excited. I mean, if you don't want to be there, just don't go. Like, literally, don't go. But the only reason why she's present is not because Teresa is her family. It's because she needs something to stay on the show. Anything at this point. Because so far, the only storyline on this season from the Gorgas that somehow I appreciate it and I felt like it was um, sincere was last night uh, moment when they got their daughter her car. I like that. I said it before, when Melissa is showing 
no Antonia's live. I think it's cool. I like Antonia. I think uh, she she's keep it to herself and keep it moving. At the same time, I like the Judaist girls because they speak their mind. I hate when I'm on Twitter and people reply, oh, Gia should stop talking or Melania should not say that or this, or this. And I'm like, why? Literally, they are the only people who have lived through their parents going away to jail and having to deal with the drama happening between her mom and, you know, between their mom and their uncle. So asking them to stay quiet is literally erasing half of the story. And a lot of people who say that, oh, Gia should not get involved. She She's 22. She has the right to say whatever she needs to say. I mean, people don't like it because when they speak, they speak about what Joe and Melissa has done, which is nothing. When when Teresa was around, they they were just around when the cameras were rolling. So when they say that and people don't like it, so they ask them to stay quiet. It's like, you know, in this hot mic situation in the car, Melania said, why are we inviting them? Like, why? And she's right. Like it or not, she's right. I just don't understand what the true... Um, I don't know where people don't get the fact that just because Joe Gorga somehow made it all about himself and made himself the victim, and you know Melissa also had that tendency of victimizing everything she does. I don't know why people think they are the victim. I don't understand it. Maybe we are watching two different shows. Especially when it comes to the wedding. When it comes to the wedding, my my only answer to anything is that is Teresa's wedding. Period. You might do weddings differently. Your family might do weddings differently. Um, whatever. But if she doesn't want to have Melissa as her bridesmaid from the beginning... Melissa should have been, okay, that's fine. How many times the sibling it's part of the wedding party, but the, the in-law is not? Many times. So the fact that Joe Gorga needed Melissa to be a bridesmaid for him to be part of the wedding seems to me like he is thinking about himself, not about Teresa. If he truly cared about Teresa... If he truly cared about being part of this quote-unquote family, he should have just shut up, put, put on his little smoking or his little like tuxedo and go to the wedding and be part of the wedding party, period. Then we have people like Marge. That's another one that tries to insert herself in this family drama, right? By 
criticizing Teresa and how she's handling it when she herself broke a family. She was the mistress before she became the wife. And then we have the mom, you know, whatever Marsh mom's name is. I forgot her name right now. But we have, you know, her mom inserting the spoon into the whole conversation too. And last time I checked, she also broke a family. So this like behavior, like trying to be in this high horse and having these moral grounds, it's like such a like hypocritical behavior. Like, come on, you, Marge and, and co and mom, broke families. Two families. Because March was still married, Joe Benigno was still married, so they had to break those marriages to be together. So they were cheating while they were married, and then they got together. So, I mean, you do you, that's completely fine, I, I don't care. But if you are going to criticize other family uh, dynamic, you should look into your own house before you start throwing stones to somebody else's windows to take a pick. Um, uh, Aaron says, uh, now March does have different values than me, but I do believe she comes from a good place when it comes to Melissa, meaning that March is being a good friend to Melissa. Uh, it could be. I mean, they have been each other's, like, support for many seasons now. My only my only problem is, is, like, you can be a friend. But at the same time, you need to see your own self before you speak on somebody else's behavior. Like, I agree, Aaron... Marsh can be just trying to be a good friend to Melissa, and that's completely fine. Like I said before, I don't care if um, if Joe Benigno and 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 Marsh cheated on on their partners to be together. That's none of my business. I don't care. But when you start judging other people's dynamics, to me, sounds very hypocritical. You know. Also, I remember. I remember that um in the upcoming you know wedding episode march still went to teresa's wedding so she's sitting there in in a in a restaurant criticizing teresa and the way that she's treating melissa and joe and the way she's dealing with the wedding but she still went ahead went to the wedding to cash a check i'm going to give I'm going to give Rachel Fuda props. I'm going to give Rachel Fuda props. And this is going to be maybe once in a blue moon. Um, She didn't go to to Teresa's wedding because she felt like um, it would be um, against her friend. Meaning like going to Teresa's wedding you know, who showed that she's taking a side and she, and she wanted to support her friend Melissa. So she decided not to go to Teresa's wedding because Melissa wasn't going and for what happened the night before. 
Do I like Rachel Fuda? Absolutely not. I think um, based on her behavior and even the way that she um, goes on Watch What Happened Live and give nothing, I find her very uninteresting. Her storyline is too questionable. The whole uh, the whole thing with adopting a, a, the son, I appreciate that. I think it's great. Go ahead and do it. She seems to be the person who, who has been present in that kid's life. So yes, it's great. But I still question, did she start the process now or she waited until now because she was getting on a show and she needed something to talk about? I question it. I think... It's, it's, it's okay to question that part. Um, she had said no. That's all she said last night. But she didn't give anything on what should happen live last night. I was watching it and people were saying, some people commented on my post on Twitter saying like, why are you watching if you don't like it? I'm like, yeah, because I like to make my own opinions on people. So I was giving this person a chance to watch her performance on what should happen live. And I was bored halfway through it. I only stayed watching it because the bartender was hot. And I was trying to figure out who that person was. The photographer. Um, but yeah. And another thing, now that we are getting into the, um, into the bridal shower, there was a moment when... Jennifer Aiden shared her Turkish culture during the shower. She is the she's a bridesmaid, so she's taking her bridesmaid uh, position very seriously. The Judas the Judas girls call her to help them to come up with something fun to do during the bridal shower, and Jennifer, you know, being from Turkish background she decided to share some of her culture to show Teresa appreciation I thought that was absolutely beautiful and I loved it it's when it comes down to culture I had said it before I love when people who are on TV shows come from different cultural backgrounds and they embrace their culture and they show their cultures in such a beautiful light. That's why I love family karma, for example. The way that they were showing those uh, Indian weddings on the last season was beyond beautiful. To me, that those two weddings on, on family karma were the most beautiful weddings on Bravo history, period. Um, but this is, this is the but part. I went online to watch the, um, the after show because that's where people share their thoughts and stuff like that. And I ran into, um, into some comments from the housewife. Let's start from the housewife first. Uh, Rachel Fuda said that the um the, the bridal shower didn't hit for her i like since when it's for you fuda it's not for you it's for teresa it's her shower it's for the bride it's called a bridal shower because you are showering the bride you know 
But that's that. I mean, Reggie Fuller said, "Oh, it's not hitting for me." Okay, so go home. Then uh, Jackie, Jackie, uh, March, and Fuda, and um, what's her face, Melissa, made some comments about the fact that Jennifer was sharing her Turkish culture during the bridal shower. To the point to say, like, I don't understand. She was trying to make up about herself. Why she has to bring up the, her culture? Why uh, we are doing the, 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 the henna? Why are we doing this? Um, the comments were giving low-key um, racism and xenophobia. Because I remember... Uh, two episodes ago, when they went to Ireland and Jennifer Googled, uh, you know, Irish traditions to do, uh, to do while, you know, having a, a, a bachelorette party. I mean, the bachelorette party in Ireland. And everyone was happy and excited about the Irish culture. But when Jennifer decided to share her Turkish culture, it seems to not hit, like Rachel Fuda said. And obviously, there are some fans out there who, I mean, sometimes don't think before typing and and send comments on Twitter. Sometimes they should keep those on the draft and keep them there. Saying that Jennifer did it for attention. Loki is giving racist. I'm gonna say it straight up. Racist uh, and xenophobic. And, and I'm gonna tell you why. As an immigrant myself, and I'm pretty sure many people who are first generation Americans know that the way that people from different cultural backgrounds show love and appreciation it's by sharing their culture with you they're not trying to make it about themselves they literally are showing you appreciation and thanking you for being a friend that's how we say thank you if i bring to you a bottle of sangria and um and I make for you some paella in the summer I'm not making this about myself I'm saying you know what thank you for being a friend this is this is my culture this is for you thank you and if Teresa was having a good time and loving every second of it that should have been enough but the housewife made comments about it, and obviously it triggers commentary online that to me were, were quite questionable. Because nobody, nobody bat one shit when Jennifer Google Irish traditions for a bridal shower. Nobody, no one, and I said no one, said, but they're not Irish. So many people, I read comments, one after the other one. They're not Turkish. Why is Jennifer doing that? 
why is bringing her Turkish uh, culture to the to the uh, bridal shower for an Italian family? First off, if Teresa didn't say, "Oh, why we didn't do anything Italian," that that should have been the end of the story. So. If they didn't say anything when they were doing the Irish stuff, they should have keep themselves quiet when they were doing some Turkish cultural, you know, activities for a short period of time. They made it sound as if they had a whole entire Turkish theme party going on. She did that for a short period of time during the party. I'm 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 always reading the comments and I'm always looking at people thinking if this is what you think if this is how you think I can only imagine how many more questionable thoughts or reaction have you had out there because you're out here in a public platform showing your ass I appreciate culture. I think if you're open to learn from other people's, you know, backgrounds and, and heritage, you, you you become a richer person. You become a more uh, understanding person. I, I don't say rich as material stuff. I'm talking rich as richness of, of uh, you know, thoughts and, and richness of um, worldwide views. I'm uh, I, I'm happy though that the the people who actually were involved in the in, in the shower, you know, Teresa and Jennifer and Teresa's daughters and and the people who were there seem to have a good time, except those three four housewife, they will find anything to complain about anything and you you don't need to like jennifer you don't need to be a jan stan or whatever you don't need to do that to understand that because she's turkish and she's proud of it she's allowed to express that whenever she wants to and in any way she wants to As someone who grew up in Jersey, the Italian pride is everywhere. Pretty much every single person that I grew up with is Italian. And they are proud to be Italian. And they will have Italian flags and Italian dinners and all this stuff. And we, we as viewers, have seen that pretty much from the beginning of New Jersey. Of the real house of New Jersey. It's pretty much a big part of the um the franchise that's a big part of what the franchise is all about like how italians do everything so here here comes jennifer who's not italian and every single time that she mentioned her turkish background there's one or two or three people out there on twitter saying 
we have enough of this Turkish stuff. Like, why she can't stop talking about Turkish culture? I read a comment today on my Twitter. Not, I don't want to read the, the handle because I, I, it's, I don't want to give them the platform. But they said, they literally said, I want to read it verbatim so you know how, how stupid people are. Because that's stupid. And stupid people need to be put on blast. This person said, she's constantly shared her Turkish roots. We get it. Enough. I don't see this person say saying we constantly say we constantly see the the art the Italian roots enough, or when Paulie was talking about his Irish background, nobody gave a damn and nobody said anything. So I always find it interesting when it's a very um, Caucasian background. Nobody seems to care, but here comes somebody who's not necessarily from a. Um, a typical like a typical you know wide space like it's because it's maybe not french maybe not it's not italian maybe it's not irish so here comes uh jennifer sharing her turkish culture and somehow it's enough we see we, it's enough we had enough we get it stupid stupid people stupid and as you, as you can see i'm very passionate about this because i I had situations in my life where people had done and said some casual racist comment towards me, like in in a very like like low key, like trying to be, you know, I I, I want to say something racist, but not so much, and I just laugh about it because I don't give a fuck. But when it's constantly happening on such a public space over a very important topic, which is somebody else's identity, to me, it's just. It blows my mind that it's 2023 and we have to even explain this kind of stuff and how and how it looks bad on Bravo because at the same time I wonder is Bravo going to address this at the reunion? I highly doubt it because they are so focused on the Teresa versus Melissa fight that I know that a lot of the big topics that don't they don't involve Teresa and Melissa are not even touched because the conversation went back to Melissa and Teresa. And that's why I'm hoping that for the next season, something is done because I'm tired of the Teresa versus Melissa argument and fight. If you don't, if you don't want to talk, who gives a fuck? Definitely, definitely a very dividing episode as we head into the finale. Because those people who are pro-Melissa are holding on to the idea that um, that hot mic moment between Lou and Teresa is somehow this big revelation. No, the guy is tired of, of talking to them. He doesn't want to invite them. I will be tired too, the end. And then we have people who are, you know, um, who don't like Jennifer. And because Jennifer... Uh, infuse some of her Turkish uh, background into uh, Teresa's bridal shower, they think it's okay to make some like uh, xenophobic racist comment. Like, it's okay. Like, no, it's not okay. I'm, I'm going to call you out. 
But I wonder if Bravo is going to call them out. Or at least mention it. Because that's another one. Sometimes they just want to, you know, brush it under the rug. The best part, though, of last night episode is um, the fact that you can tell that even though Melissa seems very, you know, upset or or annoyed to be at the shower, everybody else was happy to celebrate Teresa. And some people don't like Louis. Some people like Louis. I'm I'm in the middle. I I, I don't have an opinion on it yet I like I I have an opinion on Joe Gorga because he's been on this show forever and I and he acts like an asshole so I'm gonna call it out when it comes to the Melissa Teresa Joe Gorga situation I obviously I don't like Melissa as much but I have more issues with Joe Gorga because I think Joe Gorga is the one with the more toxic behavior. Another example why Louis doesn't want to invite him. When they were talking at that um, dinner, all the guys, and um, Louis arrived, and the first thing that, that Joe said to Louis was calling him a piece of shit. He called he called uh, Louis up to shit and he wanted to jump across the table and, and, and beat him up. And then they talked down the shore, the same situation. So why would anyone want to invite somebody like that to be around? Why? They are not in good terms. Louis tried. And every single person online thinks he's, try- he's trying to be funny. But what is funny to me? really phony is the fact that Joe Gorga keeps trash talking his sister. He keeps trash talking um, Louis the whole entire season, yet he's so butt hurt. His butt is hurt and so much that he's not part of the uh, the wedding party and then Melissa's not uh, part of the wedding party. Like, dude, if you are so butt hurt, for that, it means that you want to be part of it, but at the same time, you're acting like an asshole and then complain when you're not invited. Yet, when you are invited, you say no. So, like, pick a lane. Pick a fucking lane and stay on it or don't do anything. The same thing I'm going to say about the phone call situation is that I wish Teresa didn't say, Louis, the cameras are rolling. I really wish she didn't say that. Because this was the opportunity for her to say, like, yeah, I mean, Louis, like, yeah, we're going to have to invite them. But, you know, we have issues. And I know the girls were, were in the car. But as we saw in the preview for next week, Louis is going to go off. He's going to say, I don't want them around. I want to. I don't want to talk about Joe Gorga. I don't want to talk to Joe Gorga because it's like I would rather talk to a rat. I mean, we saw him. He's done. So for that reason alone, 
I understand what happened with the phone call. I don't, this is, this is what it is. A hot mic to me is when you get information you didn't know. We know that Louis doesn't like the gorgeous at this point, but we also can't deny that the guy was trying many times to solve the issue between uh, the little meatball and his sister. Because of why he wanted to invite them to Teresa's 50th birthday trip that was off camera and talk about their issues off camera. And people kept asking, so why he has to leak the text messages? Well, because the Gorgas went ahead and leaked edited version of that conversation where they left out a lot of the 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 the, uh, the messages making it look like they like Louis or Teresa never replied to them when there was actual conversation happening so who's lying and 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 why and like I, I said at the beginning of the conversation it's a very dividing, controversial topic because when it comes to Jersey, especially in Jersey, more than all this other franchises, I believe. Maybe by Beverly Hills is also very like right in the middle because there was the uh, the the four Fox Five, so you were either four Fox Five fan or or the ones that are not part of that group. In Jersey is either you are a Teresa fan or a Melissa fan. And it's very like in the middle. Like there's no like, like in between. It's really hard to be Switzerland when you have been watching many seasons of the, of the same topic. The same topic. The whole fights between Teresa and Melissa and Joe Gorga. And I find it very embarrassing sometimes that Joe Gorga is more invested in the um, drama and creating drama and being dramatic and doing the most than Melissa. That's how embarrassing that is. Like he's five foot six, five foot foot five uh, persona needs drama to look taller or something like that to like to like um, make up for the three four inches that he wanted. He wanted extra, you know, in height. Embarrassing. <sighs> well, guys, um, before we before we go, we got the reunion looks, and I want to talk about them because surprisingly, they all look okay. Some of them better than others, obviously. There's three in particular that are awful and I hate. And there are three that I really, really like. And they're the ones in the middle. Uh, let's start with my least favorites. Just because I want to get those out of the way. Um, my least favorites are Jackie's. Jennifer uh, Fessler 
and Rachel Fuda. And I'm going to tell you why. And this is not because I'm biased. Uh, this is definitely my fashion take on, on the looks. Jackie and Jennifer Fessler. Oh, hold on. Wait a second. Why can't you? Yeah, between Jackie and, 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 and Fessler, I, it gives so much bridesmaid, but like rejected bridesmaid. The the shiny the shiny uh fabrics, the the weird uh kind of like cutouts and stuff and and it's just weird weird to me. The colors are wrong. That purple on Jackie looks awful. That yellow and Fessler look make her look so pale. Uh, the hair is just too flat. It, it just bad all all around bad. Those two. Um, need to fire their stylist because they lied to them or they need a mirror and some self-esteem to realize that those dresses were awful and maybe they should have gone with something else. Uh, yeah, but the worst dress of this reunion is definitely Rachel Fuda. It's so freaking bad. That yellow color is terrible. That shoulder napkin thing like on, on her shoulder is doesn't make any sense. Uh, that kind of like uh, sweetheart uh, kind of like bodice is, is not it, it looks outdated. It looks like cosplay from a Disney uh, play in a low budget theater in a really tiny town. That's how it looks like to me. Yeah, she 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 didn't do anything right. Her hair is a mess. Her makeup is awful. All around to me was the worst dress of the bunch. That's just my opinion. If you guys have a different opinion, please leave it right here. Um, but yeah. Then we have what I call the middle ground. The middle ground is somebody who looks okay. It's uh, not too bad, not too good, just okay. Um, Margaret and Melissa Gorga are those two that I'm going to put aside my feelings for them as people and as, as housewives. And I'm, I'm going to tell you why they are in the middle and not a little higher. Margaret Herdu is a no-no. Uh, that bun on the head looks messy. Looks like it was done like a minute before leaving the the dressing room. Um, it's pulling her forehead to like a like in the back of her head. Um, not a good look. I'm sorry, I, I don't like it. Maybe a different hairdo will uh, will make a better impact. Also, the dress. I like half of it. I like the top half. It looks like a um, kind of like a corset, kind of like a lacy corset. I, I think it's sexy. I think it's great. Uh, it makes her neck look longer, which is always elegant. Um, that is good. But that feather 
ruffle uh, skirt part of the dress looks like a feather duster and I cannot look at it in a different way. It's like she is playing, once again, a Beauty and the Beast uh, cosplay from a low-budget theater as one of the talking, uh, you know, cleaning dusters from from the castle. Weird. Like I said, it's okay because at least have a balance between the top part. You know, I like the neck. That's great. That skirt has to go. And then we have, well, it's like the, I feel like the theme of the, the 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 people who didn't hit the mark for me is like, um, it, it feels like it's a little costumey, from like a Disney Channel costume. Like Melissa Gorga once again is in the middle because I like the dress. If it didn't have that hood, they make it look wider on the on like on the top it makes it look really white um i like the bottom part it's form fitted she has a great body melissa has a great body we cannot deny that part she's a beautiful girl um but once again i don't like the hair and i don't like the hood in the dress also i'm not a big fan of the fabric of the dress because it's giving me um cheap like cheap fabric. All those like uh let me zoom in because I want to make sure if I zoom into the picture, um it's a it's all shiny stuff. So maybe if it was made of two different uh fabrics or a whole different fabric, I think it will look better. Uh it just it just gives cheap and the, the hood looks a little hocus pocus. But once again, I said she as a woman is beautiful and she's almost there. You needed tweaks. You need a little tweaks to, you know, to get to a higher point. But my best dress girls are uh, Teresa, Jennifer Aiden, Dolores and Danielle. I'm going to go from number four. My number four is Danielle. Um, Danielle looks beautiful in that dress. The, the, the purple tone against her skin looks awesome. The, the lacy, uh, see-through, uh, vibe of the skirt. Then it goes into the bodice with like a new fabric, um, as an underlining looks great. Um, my main issue with this dress and the only reason why she's number four, I like the hair too, giving me like, oops, I did it again. Britney era, which I love. Um, the only reason why she's not a little higher, maybe like a position higher, is because I wish the nude underlining was closer to her skin tone. She looks like maybe like three shades tanner than that underline. So it's too obvious. So I wish it was a little more, uh, a little darker, just a little shade darker. So it kind of blends better with her skin tone. Uh, makeup great my number three is Dolores flawless head to toe there's no there's nothing wrong with this I think she looks great um the only reason why I didn't give her a higher position is because I feel like I seen Dolores 
with a similar hairdo and a similar makeup in previous uh, reunions. But the dress, she looks regal. She looks royal. I liked it. Uh, number three for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I like the, the like the mermaid cut in in the in the dress, like form fitted in the waist, and then he and he opens into like a nice, uh, flowy dress that is amazing. My number two is Jennifer Aiden. Love, love, love this look. I know a lot of people do not like it. A lot of people are saying that she looks like a mother of a bride, but to me, give royal. It gives royalty. Is elegant, her makeup, her hair on a ponytail, um, the pendant earrings, the the silver uh kind of leaves detailing on over the blue is uh definitely a blue a royal blue. You also have the cape head to toe, I love it. And I posted it on my Twitter and she replied saying you hit the note because you hit the mark because the theme of the dress code. And the reunion is royalty. And I said that. I said, she looks like royalty. And she said, yeah, that's the theme of the reunion. So thumbs up. I I, I got the theme by by my post. And it was confirmed by Jennifer Aiden on my Twitter account. And my number one is Teresa. I, I got to say that I'm surprised that many people who don't like Teresa at least can say that she looks the best on the reunion because she does. Um, I love the lace. I love the, the exposed like undergarments. I love the train. Uh, the cut of the bust, it's beautiful. The little detailing, like a flower going on, it's beautiful. Her body is bodying. That body, though. She is 50 and she looks better than... A lot of people in their 20s. I got to say that. She worked really hard for that body. She loved fitness. You can see her always posting twice a day from the gym. So the hard work is pain. I love this. And the reason why I think it works a lot too is because she is wearing a different hairdo. That little bob with the waves uh, to the shoulder major upgrade i love that hair i hope she keeps that hairdo for like next season um the makeup is great like i said before when she had that hairdo right now the hairdo is elongating her neck making her look even more elegant and regal to the theme royalty beautiful Teresa, hands down is the best dress uh, of this reunion and my question for you is i want to know who is your best and worst dress? Trust me, I'm not going to go after you. You can say different. Uh, this is a very open platform and I want to hear from you. And the way that you can do that is by leaving your comment on my Twitter account or Instagram, Martini with Eddie. Uh, you can also follow me on um, on YouTube. Obviously, I want you to subscribe so you can get all the live and notifications. Please turn on your notification on YouTube so you can see when I go live. I go live twice a week for recaps. And um, when I have a guest, I also do a special guest uh, live uh, during the week. I have a list of guests coming. Trust me, it's very, very awesome. Uh, we're just waiting for some 
stuff to end for them to be able to come on the show. Uh, also, please go and subscribe to my podcast. This is very important because we as podcasters, the um, the podcast survive by you and your love and support just by subscribing and rating. That is a lot, a lot of love, and I appreciate it. Uh, I know who you are. I see you. I see you here with me. I love you guys so much, and I appreciate staying with me for an hour and plus listening to me blabbing about housewives. I appreciate you guys. And we have more to come because there's more housewife coming. We, you, as you guys know, Atlanta starts this weekend. Uh, a new summer house, Martha's Vineyard, starts this weekend. We are gearing for uh, a new show, Dancing Queens, to start too. We also have um, uh, OC coming, which, by the way, I'm not excited yet because that trailer did not give me anything. Um But yeah, there's more Housewives, there's more Broadway shows coming, and you know that I'll be recapping them and having guests here to talk about them. And thank you guys for being here. Please, please, please don't forget to subscribe and rate my podcast and my YouTube channel. Wish much love. As you know, we always end the night with, let's say it, bye besties. <laughs>